Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another week of At Home with Lyndon Drew Scott. Just wanted to remind you guys that we have been loving your feedback regarding how you're staying positive and connected while in isolation. We've been hopping on calls with some of our listeners, and we do want to hop on a call with you. So hit us up, feedback at athomepodcast.net mm-hmm. if you have a story you want to share. Or uh, DM us on Instagram at at home. We want to hear how you're keeping at home, how you're keeping healthy. We want to hear the great things your communities are doing. We just want to check in with everyone. We actually hopped on a call with Min Fan, who's a chef in Los Angeles. We love her restaurant, Porridge and Puffs. And it's really great to hear from a small business owner's perspective how she's supporting the community as well as continuing to keep her business alive during a tough time like this. We hope you guys enjoy this chat. It was pre-recorded before lockdown. Well, why don't we hop right in? This is At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. Well, I say Linda, but today she has a substitute. What up? Or do I need to do a Linda voice? Today, I guess, is it, does this make it At Home with Jonathan and Drew Scott? That also works. Can you do a Linda voice? I don't know what that would sound like. Try she, it. This is this is a really. I feel like this. You've is never a, sounded this so is sexy. A path I don't want to go down <laughs> because she's my sister-in-law and I love her and I can only make fun of you. Oh no, I make fun of her all the time. So we can do this together. She's not here to hear it. Uh, <laughs> it feels so wrong. It is actually fun. So Jonathan and I, you know, when we were growing up, we did everything together. So I feel if this was back in like the '90s, we would be doing this together. It, this, did we just elect? To do everything together, or I is it because forced. twins are like a gimmick? People they force they force us to dress the same. They force us to have the same birthday party. They oh hold on a second. They force us to dress the same. You went up just before the podcast, before we recorded, and you changed your shirt into a shirt that's the same color as what I'm wearing. Unintentionally, Why? really. Short term memory. When I got <laughs> up there, I wanted something that was not plaid. The shirt I was wearing as soon as I sat down. There's like, you could tell that I had an extra helping at dinner tonight. Oh, I see. So I need, I need something tight. loose so I don't have to suck in for the whole interview. It's all right. I mean, I, as long as you don't suck for the whole interview, but uh, you can suck in. Um, I was excited and the fans have been excited because this is what they've been asking for. They wanted us to sit down and for Linda and me to chat with you and Zoe. And where now are, here we are, are. Linda and Zoe. They Well, I think they ditched us. They decided to go do something more fun. I think... I think as much fun as this would be because we already know everything about each other. It would be more fun <laughs> to like they're coming. Teach, sh- think, they're coming. They're right behind you. Don't stop talking about. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my. Everybody check that. Yeah. All right. Well, I like to control my ADT smart devices, like my lights, my locks. <laughs> my security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. And I like to say, hey, Google, to get started. Listen, I said ours. I'm all about ours, not mine. <laughs> Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. I can feel the love bouncing off these walls Shining through the windows Reflecting like a rainbow That's where we belong Yeah, it feels like home I love Linda and Zoe. They're the... M- oh, you guys. Oh, snap. Wait, what? What are you doing? <laughs> You're giving us valuable air? They're holding their hands they up in a weird way. Imaginary Yorkshire puddings. Mm-hmm. You have to use your... Uh, Imagination. Wait. Yep. Your, your happy birthday song was giving us fake imaginary Yorkshires? Well, low we're, calories, low we're calories. We're late because we were making them and I messed them up. What? Um, well, yeah. What so happened? they smell really good, 
I don't think but, you messed them up. I think the flower messed them up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we haven't said the obvious to everybody. Uh, it's our birthday today. Whoa. And wait, so you guys were bringing us Yorkshire puddings? That's so kind. Thank you guys for the kind gesture for our birthday. Does that mean we're going to try again after we record the podcast and we'll go and get ourselves some more Yorkshire? Yep. No, that, that means you need to make them Yorkshire pudding now. Yep. Yeah. I, I can do that if you're willing to taste it. Actually, this is like a flashback. The first time Zoe came to hang out with us, she brought us Yorkshire pudding, <laughs> and Lynn and I were the so way happy. To our hearts. <laughs> this is a, this is exciting though because we have two amazing bakers here in the family now. Because Linda, you obviously have been baking treats and stuff for us for ten years plus. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> Zoe. You have are, Zoe. I'm, actually, I'm even new in the, I'm new we, in this baking for you guys game, but I'm. I'm she's ready. an expert. When we so when we first started dating, she would pick me up at the airport, and there would be like a basket with like fresh baked goods or like something to eat for dinner or whatever. It was the most delightful. So would thing. you just pretend to be hopping on and off a flight? Yeah, I gotta fly yes, away for the day. Um, I I'll be back exactly at this time. <clears throat> oh, it's Cookies. lunchtime. Yeah, my car <laughs> was always smelling like butter. Yeah. So what's your what's your go-to? Is it something you learned from your mom or your dad? Well, actually, um, growing up, my mom made popovers or Yorkshire puddings. They're called popovers sometimes. Um, my mom made them all the time on uh, weekends for brunch. So that's one of the things I like to make. And but- by the way, total side note, <laughs> her mom now makes bread almost every day. Yeah. And it is the best bread she's I have an, ever had. She's an amazing- Our daily bread. Artisanal <laughs> bread maker. Yeah, she's really good. Wait, how does that work though? Are you able to make your own bread and make it delicious and be like gluten-free or does it have to be like- It's not gluten-free. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't eat it. And I, yeah, I, just, I mean, I, I will just tell her how wonderful it is. But yeah, and she it, doesn't use like a, really she doesn't use like a bread maker or anything no, it's, like it's that. No, she has oh, a she starter. Doesn't? No, she has like the starter. It's like the living yeast. It's not yeast. Oh. It's starter. It's um, mm. it's fermented. Like something. Mm. It's fermented flour and marijuana, grape juice, or something. <laughs> nope, <laughs> no marijuana. I, I do swear that there's something addictive in it because it is it's delicious. So yeah, um, but yeah, I like to make. I, I like to make a lot of things. Like I like to make stuff I've never made before too. That's fun. Okay, here's an yeah. interesting thing though. She never writes the recipes down. Mm-hmm. So I'll say to her like, "Oh, that thing that we did. The, uh, remember a little while ago?" I was just like. Let's just figure it out again, or we'll maybe we'll try something new. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, wait, what? You did? She never writes the recipes down, even no. when they're a total hit. Now we all met at Carpool Karaoke, and this is another part of the holiday I'm leading into. Um, so you, you know, your romance was budding. So true. was it love at first sight? Actually, I've heard from Jonathan. I want to know from Zoe that <laughs> first time that you saw him, where you were chatting a little bit. I think on the phone we all were talking before. Did it happen in slow motion? Yeah, because. We knew, like, right, Linda? Like, we knew he yeah, was interested. Yeah, Jonathan was like, oh, it's just a friend. Yeah, but we can and, tell. But we weren't allowed to come join <laughs> on, on a friend outing. We're like, okay, Jonathan. I, I, wanted, I didn't want there to be pressure for the whole <laughs> gaggle of people with me. Yeah. So that's why I, that I invited her for dinner. I didn't actually, when I was... Going to our first date, I didn't actually know if it, it was a date? just. No, I oh. just didn't know because he said, "You know, are you um, are you bringing people?" And I was like, "No, just me." And then I was like, "Well, am I meeting like should a bunch I bring of people, people? or she, like should at, I call my at sister?" At carpool karaoke, like, there was what? like a bunch of people with you, and and I was like, "Is, is maybe rolled, this is the click?" Yeah, she entourage. I don't know. Well, so so then that that first, let's back up from the first date. First off, when you first saw him on Carpool Karaoke, I want to know from your end, did you know he was flirting with you? And yes, yes. What? <laughs> wait, wait. I what was the most, was it when I picked you up for the photograph, or was it when I sat across you, you like, for the lay, lay on my lap? <laughs> <laughs> no, He's I think very subtle. I, I laid and on your Drew, lap. And then yeah. Drew, did you lay on my lap? I laid on your lap. Oh, maybe that was it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I thought you oh. laid on. No, I laid, I laid across everybody. Yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, and, and then yeah. you picked me up, and then yeah. So you, it, so it wasn't my tight buns Literally. and like uh, long flowy hair. There was. It was all of it. It was the whole package. It, it wasn't. It wasn't his Britney Spears dancing that he did. That uh, was great too. Yeah. So, were you uh, at that time? Were you flirting with him? Yeah. Okay, because when we saw the first cut of uh, from Corden's gang there, I looked at him like, oh yeah, she's definitely flirting with Jonathan. 
But yeah. then we heard from the so the producer said apparently, and I thought I was playing it cool. I didn't think anything of it. The producer, <laughs> the producer said I was flirting so bad, like so hard, like that they had to cut a bunch of that out. Otherwise, like, you look like a creepy God. weirdo. It's not carpool karaoke after dark. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's yeah. carpool creepy open. I, I was being. You were very gentlemanly, gentlemanly and but, cute. Well, I actually asked my publicist, who's also like one of my best friends. I was like, "Do you think he was flirting with me?" And she was like, "Oh yes." Can, can I can I tell you that one of the most embarrassing moments we had from one of our early dates? So I, because for brother versus brother, we bought the house, and so knowing that she's into like architecture and she loves like Spanish homes and things like that, I was like. Oh my gosh! Like let let me tour you through the house that we bought. It's like a century home. It's beautiful. It needs a bunch of work though. And she's like, sure. And so after we did, because we all went out remember, for karaoke yeah. and we did the escape room. And so I then took her over to the house to walk her through it. And later I found out that in the back of her mind, as we're going from room to room, and I'm showing her this and like look at the future in the back of her mind, she's like, oh oh, she, so he's actually just touring me through this house. I thought he was like. Like trying to put the moves on me, I was like, "Are okay?" And then oh, he's like, "Let me show you this here, room." He's like, "Here is the living room, <laughs> and here is the bedroom, okay. and here is the other bedroom." And I'm like, "Oh my god, he's oh he really is just At giving which me an point architectural is he kiss me? tour." So, so and then I was like, "Okay, well maybe I have the wrong idea about this date." <laughs> or Immediately, I'm an so awkward I was like, human. Bye. And I was like, "Oh, okay." I'm going to call an Uber. I called an Uber, which was the fastest Uber of all time. It, it literally in shows in 30 20 seconds. seconds. Yeah. And I was like, bye. And, and, and I was like, but I wanted to show you the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> so my yeah. mind immediately went to like criminal minds. Oh, like I thought murder me. Yeah. That's yeah. where uh, my mind you know, goes. Yeah. He's, he's known to do that on, on, on first dates. Yeah. You know. No, I, I'm if he a, doesn't kiss you, he murders. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a total gentleman. I only murder Forensic on the third files. date. So on our first date, actually, Lynn and I met during fashion week at a, a, a fashion event. Um, and so our first date. Oh, I know. I was there. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and I thought that maybe. Wait, you guys were there like at yep. each other's. No, we were the celebrity models in this like fashion. Right, but thing. I'm saying. But yeah, that, I just realized Like that, that you guys were there. Like that you when, were there when they when met. We met. They oh, were yeah. there and when we met. I just remembered that we all got into a car together that yeah. first night we met. That's well, true. because that, that was the whole thing is back there. So you weren't looking for any, you, were, no. you weren't you were single at yeah. that time. And so we're, we're like, but these are cool people. And so so I think I was actually the one that even said- You were driving. Yeah, why don't I give you guys a ride? Yeah. And then- uh, the funny thing is, speaking of criminal you minds, you paused. Yeah, apparently I do a lot of stuff that <laughs> could quasi well, be. I remember getting home that night and telling my sister, like, I'm glad we're alive. Like, why <laughs> did we just take a ride from two strangers? And well, I thought, well, if Char knows them, then they're good people. When, when, oh, I when you, you said that, I was like, oh, like you're so happy you're alive because you had the best oh night. <laughs> <laughs> that too, obviously. Uh, this, by the way, is classic Zoe. <laughs> Eternal optimist. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, ah, I'm happy we we're alive. Yeah. What were we thinking? As soon as you get in the car and I lock all the doors, <laughs> oh what's gosh. happening? Why is the back door not open? Child uh, locks. By the way, I don't like mm -hmm. that in an Uber when I get in and the back door doesn't open on its own. I'm like, why are you locking me in hey, here? Speaking of Uber, by the way, what are your Uber ratings? Oh, I, I just checked know. mine. I'm going to look right now. 4.94. Really? Yep. I don't think oh, I've wow. Yours has gone up. Because I remember there was a period of time where you stopped allowing Drew to order yeah. an Uber on your app because yeah. he would always like still not shout at the person. I'm a 4.91. I've gone up. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't been that high since my second Uber ride. <laughs> so this, oh, I, apparently I forgot to rate the last person. I don't know why. Well, I have a, a question here because I've noticed 4. there's several- eight. Oh my god! I'm around there, and I like I like am, want a good rating so much that I get in there and I immediately tip and like immediately <laughs> give them five stars. But they don't see that right away, right? No, well, I think I, think I get they worried that they're gonna not see that I tipped right away. Like I just yeah. So wait, if, can you tip while you're still with them, or it's after mm, it ends? No, you can it's, get so Uber. You you can tip right away as soon as you oh. get in the car. You can tip them. I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. But then what if it's a bad ride? You take it then back. Then you take it back? No. You can. But really? I never have. I still just tip anyway. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing though is I tip if it's good service and, I, and I'm always looking for good service and I don't want it. You know, this is their livelihood. If it just wasn't, they weren't overly friendly, but the ride was fine. I'll still give them five stars. But um, 
I just think all of society needs this because then it could kind of narrow in on Ooh, who the great fun. neighbors are and who the what? not so great neighbors rate? are. There's actually an episode of Black Mirror like I this, it. and you definitely no society definitely <laughs> should not work like that. <laughs> that was well, totally subjective. So I have a question though. Um, speaking of a personal Uber. Uh, you have a Zuber right here because mm-hmm. so many times you're like, oh, I've got to head to the airport and you're not going to join me. You're like, oh, don't worry, I don't need your Uber because Zoe's taking I got me. Zuber. Sometimes the, like the best conversations we have, actually the, the latest thing that we've been doing- This is fun. We add like an extra hour and a half to the drive and we drive to an escape room and do an escape room yeah. right before the um, flight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Actually, the best is when we have a couple of hours and we can do an escape room escape and, and dinner. Or two yeah. escape rooms. Or two escape yeah. rooms. Yeah. yeah. That's more realistic. Back to back dinner. escape rooms. I do like that, that you guys are showing your romantic side. So I had all these presents for my kids. I, I needed them to get to my sister's house. And Jonathan picked them up from my car, put them in his car, drove them to my sister's house, dropped them off. Maybe got squirted with a uh, super soaker by my <laughs> Oh my gosh. So that that was the funniest thing. Straight out of a movie. The first time I meet her nephew, he's four years old, adorable, very hyper. And uh, so I come around the corner. So he was you as a four-year-old. Oh yeah, 100%. I come around the corner of the driveway stacked with presents all the way up. And this is like, it's early. And I'm like, oh, hello there. And it's just this little thing standing in the middle of the driveway and spiky hair. And he's got like, like pajamas on and stuff like that. And then he whips out the super soaker from behind his back <laughs> and soaks me from <laughs> head to toe. I'm just and the gifts, the gifts, me, like, everything no. soaked. And I was like, no. <laughs> and I tried to get it, and he's too fast and little. And uh, yeah, so that's. So, so there you go. There's, there are lots of love, love languages. Yes. Yeah. Now, but where do you draw the line? Has he asked you to shave his back? <laughs> no, no, no. You're so lucky. So You're this, so lucky. This is a good. This is a good opportunity for me to ask. Are you willing to? <laughs> let, let, sure. Let's just let's just do this. Let's show of hands. A show of hands. <laughs> how many people in this room have shaved Jonathan's back? Show of hands. <laughs> show of hands. Scarred. So two oh, two out of the three of us. I've shaved his back. I Love actually, you. I really would. Care. I have two kids. Like nothing. Like you really shave their backs. <laughs> <laughs> They're strangely good hairy. one. Good one, but no, I'm not. But I've just changed a lot of diapers. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Now the world thinks I have a woolly mammoth back. Not anymore. <laughs> thinks, it's thinks or knows. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for the camera here, I'm taking my shirt off just to show you. No, this is it. It's coming <laughs> off. Family show. <laughs> Drew, Drew's actually not allowed to take his shirt off around an airport because the sun glistens off his pure white body so much yeah. that, it, that it causes trouble with pilots. It's, trying it's to fly scary. Around. It's blinding. They use me in the film industry as a bounce for the light. So uh, how growing up or not growing up? I mean, you have. Two kids. They're not grown up. Yeah. Yet. You know, they're not growing they're, up yet. They're they're two and four. They're babies. Two and four, just little. But tell tell us because Linda and I want to have yeah. kids yeah. sometime soon. But yeah. I would love to hear lots of advice or stories or things to look out for because we get some time with our nieces and nephews. Yeah. But you're all pro. So. But not long enough where we have to deal with all of their shenanigans. Exactly. Yeah. Well, one thing that I thought was really interesting, like having two kids, is that the first one you're like. Everything that they do, you're like, oh my God, this is so weird. They're doing this thing now and this thing. And then when you have a second one, you realize like half the things they do that feel so surprising and odd are just developmental things. Mm -hmm. Like that, you know, they do this at four months, they do this at eight months, they do this at 12 months. And it might be even like developmental and genetic. So they might be just like sort of specific to your kids, like, you know, maybe not all kids walk exactly at the same time or talk or whatever it is, but like there, there were very specific things that were really cute that I could kind of see that they were, you know, alike. And having the second kid, it makes you more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, oh, first of all, my have first one's two not kids. weird. Don't yeah. have one, have two kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I find for for me when when we're spending time with um, our nieces and nephews, it's hilarious the things that. They, it's almost like they're trying to sound so intelligent or there's something they get fixated on and the mm. things that come out of their mouth. I mean, they say, but I write down the stuff that they say just because there's so many amazing things they say. Embarrassing um, book. Like not even embarrassing, just like Elsie, 
loves to tell knock-knock jokes that she makes up. She won't learn a knock-knock joke, but she'll just make it up and then she'll just be picking stuff around the room. She'll be like, knock-knock, who's there? Lamp. Um, book. Book who? Book on your head. <laughs> so good. And then she's like, All right, I have together. a knock-knock joke. Okay. All right. Knock-knock. Who's, who's there? there? Smell mop. Smell, Smell mop who? <laughs> oh, come on. You got that from your I, nephew. I think Charlie would tell that one. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Wait, so he doesn't get it yet. I, wait, smell my poo? Smell my poo. Smell my poo. <laughs> oh. That's definitely I'm a like four-year-old. Pre- I'm enunciating it too well. <laughs> smell my. What is a mop poo? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. What is a mop poo? It's a marsupial. What was your di- um, dynamic with your sister growing up? Oh, yeah. Well, we um, we actually lived all over the world because my dad is a director and a cinematographer. So we lived all over the place. And so we were kind of a tight unit because we lived in Belgrade. Like there was like no, mm. like once we got back, like once we stopped traveling a lot, which was kind of when she went into middle school, we were never in the same school again. Was that hard for you? It was because there was this time when she was like 14 and I was 10 and she was like a teenager and I was like still a little kid. That was kind of hard because we had been really close. And then it wasn't until she went to college and then I started high school that we kind of- Became friends again. Became friends again, <laughs> but then she was all, all the way across the country. But then be honest, you were the annoying little sister at one so point. So annoying. Yeah. I know I was so annoying. I was, I and and the problem is that when, you, like I think for her, when her friends weren't around, like she- fine hanging out with me playing with me but then when her friends were there she was like um go away (laughs) you're so annoying were you guys ever like that no because all of our friends were the same friends so we were always with each other no point in your lives were you like i don't feel like hanging out with my twin brother because i'm always tethered to him well no there were sometimes like jonathan had more of a desire like there was the cool group of kids like the skaters and whatnot and jonathan at one point had more of a desire to hang out with some i don't know if there was a girl you liked or or whatnot but um aside from that we we did pretty much everything together i was more of the jock so when we got into high school i I did more sports stuff he did more theater well that that was the the big divide you can tell we're brothers because you're both Get Fleming. Clear our throats. At the same time. Wait, still yeah. as a group, right? One, two, three. Okay, thanks. <coughs> 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 I have asthma. ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. (laughs) Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. Yeah, it was about seventh grade where we started to see the two paths. Drew got hyper-focused on basketball. I got hyper-focused in theater and magic and stuff like that. And I think that was sort of what grew us into... We, we had different friends at that point. We still had a lot of the same friends, but we we saw a little bit of a separation at that point. But I, it was never like a relationship thing. No, no, we still did a lot together. It's just there were some things that were different. But I remember too when we were younger, that age and younger... Everyone called me the foghorn because I had no voice modulation ability. <laughs> it was just either not talking or yelling. Mm. Everything's changed now. <laughs> blink, blink. That's I'm like the only person who actually that. talks louder than me are you guys. Like I, <laughs> my whole life people would always be like, can you keep it down? And what? I'm like, yeah. we just have voices that carry. Right. Yes, yes. I, I will yes. have yes. people yes. in airports like all the way at the other end of a terminal go, Zoe? <laughs> yeah, you're here? You're here? Do you recognize that voice anyway? And Linda is the absolute opposite. So with you yes, growing I'm up- Yes, I'm here to balance out loudness. Yeah. With By the way, I've been which one are you in your family? Because you have a bunch of siblings. You're the yeah. youngest one, right? Second youngest. Oh, second youngest. Yeah. I was the loud one. What? Really? Really? No. Oh, no. Oh, I cannot no. see that. <laughs> you, you, you were more the like emotional one when you were younger growing up. Oh, yeah. So nothing's changed. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed. I'm still quiet and emotional. 
her brother's the really quiet one. He's super, super quiet, but he also but he's like super intellectual and creative and speaks five yeah. languages yeah. And, and everything else that he does. But uh, I'm always fascinated by the dynamic of siblings and how they get along or you, or you look, for example, two people that are raised by the same parents, yet they're completely different as adults. Well, yeah, especially if you have, well, it's like my sister and I, three and a half years, like you're, like, even though we're raised by the same parents, she had like three and a half years before I was born. And, you know, there's like, you kind of have different, like your first time parents, second time parents, it's right. different. So what's, what is it for, with five kids? What changes for the third, fourth, fifth kid? <laughs> by the fourth and fifth, they don't care. Oh, just do get well, well, yeah. And you're raised by all your other siblings. Mm-hmm. Like we, I remember being either home alone a lot. And I think this is just like a different, generation as well but we were home alone you know at the age of like 10 and it would be fine like it would be normal for us or like we would be with our older siblings and yeah that was normal for us I feel like it was really normal like and I feel like nobody like having kids now no one does this but I remember it was very normal growing up like for your parents to be like okay like Go run in the street or, yeah. you know, oh. like, oh, yeah. we, we you're did. fine. Like, I remember at like five years old, we would go, we would walk to the school or we would walk Not like run you know, in to the, the street, next but community. they like let yeah. you walk down the sidewalk by yourself yeah. when you're younger than like people do now. No, Oh yeah. And no one does sleepovers anymore. Oh, like really? when I was oh, a kid, I love sleepovers. I was at sleepovers. Now people are don't do them. I think we would do sleepovers, but we had an acreage, so we would bring people over, and yeah. they could be out in tents in the acreage. JD, when we got a little bit older, was definitely like a little too cool for us, and he didn't want to hang out with us. And He's he had still his friends. Too cool for you guys. He definitely is still too cool. So we, that was Hannah. We always mm-hmm. took um, a friend with us on vacation, so somebody got to take JD's seat in the wood paneled station wagon that we had mm-hmm. the, the sky blue with wood paneling station wagon. And uh, so, yeah, that, that was a, a fun way for our friends to come with us and do something. They travel. Well, that's why I liked station. having horses growing up too, because it was a way for us to, to do something, take our friends from the city and do something that they've never been able to do before. I've never ridden a horse. And we would have these little pack trips up to the park and we would have a big dinner up at the park and take them camping so it, every birthday ended up being like that. Oh, like my parents are kind of like Francophiles and they lo- and my dad is half French. So we would go um, and visit his family in France. But my dad also is like a big, he loves art. So our vacations were always going to places with a lot of museums and we would spend like four hours. That's amazing. In the museum. Well, Did it's you amazing love it as a kid? now. Yeah. Kids when love I, art museums. Well, <laughs> yeah. When I was like five, I'd be like, my dad would go and we would he would just stand in front of one painting <laughs> for 15 minutes and we'd be like can, dad can he'd be like can I ask a favor <laughs> can your dad take Linda to the art museum mm-hmm. because that's what Lin- Linda likes to take her time really soak it in and I like to do it like it's like speed no, dating as as a, as kids when we would go I loved it not for the art but just for the sheer amount of space there was yeah, cool. and we would play hide and seek quintessential drew though uh saying what? like you know we want to finish the museum tour and we want it to be efficient and we want to go ever is there anything coins in your life oh that's true actually he does like antiques and dive into the coins yeah. and like mellow down like uh, everything always seems to be right, like go, no <laughs> I, she she last goes she'll walk into the room and i'll have all my coin collection like spread out and i'm just kind of looking at it and admiring it and Imagining where the coins are from, and that's my super nerdy slowdown spot. Is he is he clothed while this happens? No, a lot of the time. <laughs> I don't rub the coins on my body. <laughs> yeah, everyone has something obsessive that they they collect. But uh, I think we started that as kids. I mean, that was the thing we had that, our adventures that to Scotland. Coin collections very intense. Yeah, yeah. We saw yeah. sneak peeks. I actually hadn't what seen it we, since we were what kids. What are we obsessed with? Photos. I, the oh, photo booth photos? photos? Yeah. Yeah. All, you're, all you were doing is, I know what you're obsessed with. You're going like this. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? I don't understand. Keep it clean. We, uh, no, I love the, I love photo booth photos and like yeah. even like vintagey mm-hmm. ones or anything else. It's, that, that's. They're fun. Yeah. Actually, yeah. if you look behind you, this book here, we went to the Leica Museum, this gold book behind you. In Germany. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Where was it in Germany? What's the city mm-hmm. called? Vetzler. We went to Vetzler. We went with Denny. Yeah, our uh, our photography extraordinaire, Dennis uh, Illich. And we actually went, this is where the very first 
portable camera picture was taken in this small town of Wetzlar. And so we actually went there and, awesome. and toured around. And so it was really cool. I love vintage. Did I you love do that things. museum in 10 minutes flat as well? Uh, we did it a little bit longer because there was a technology side, which was very oh, fascinating. Was then really there was cool. a vintage side. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think some, something that's fascinating to me though is the uh, dynamic like of how you're raised. So for example, Linda's family, Linda's Chinese um, and her parents... They, and in the home, you were saying like you guys don't, you didn't really share emotion or you didn't talk emotions with your family? Well, we never talked about serious topics. And I don't know if that's uh, an Asian thing or um, I don't know, like. Or just specific or to your just, family. Yeah, or just our family. But like we never said, I love you until we moved away. And I was like, wow, this is great. The distance does make the heart grow fonder. Wow. But it, it's interesting because like, it's not that they never showed love. We just never verbalized it in that way. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we would the, say like, I love you every other second. That's my Yeah, family. I say it now because yeah. I'm like, I need to get so it nice. out. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny. Remember dad's advice it, to JD? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, like dad's advice kind of rubbed off on me because I've used this advice a little bit. So JD was really upset. I think he broke up with a girlfriend or something like that. And, and dad just said to him, have you tried getting over it? Yeah. Oh my God. And, uh, and at the time we're like, oh, that's a little insensitive. And I, then, I think it was, have you tried not being upset? Oh yeah, that's what it was. Have you tried <laughs> like, not have being upset? <laughs> have you tried not being upset? But the, oh, brilliant. So brilliant. Dad say that. That's but, like the, that would be like the best therapy session. You just go in and then oh. just go, I'm really upset about this. Before you finish. Have you tried not being upset? <laughs> Brilliant. You know what? So yeah. You're right. Money well spent. Not being upset would be way better than being upset. <laughs> but you know, the, the, the thing we, Lynn and I, you know, we have some debates from time to time. I won't say arguments, I'll say you debates. Do no. We Never. agree on everything. We agree on everything. But the thing is, I can analyze anything, whether it's a personal relationship or something with work, emotion out of it. I can look at the pros and cons and is be it that realistic. or is that you talk like, hello, how are you? <laughs> I, I would like to point out how you just described how you approach it as though you have this magical ability to take the emotion out and watch it. That's not what it is. You have no ability to understand how other people have emotions. And when something is said or done, it can affect their emotions. I that's have not difference. learned this yet. No, but that's what, like Lin Linda um, does take things from that side where she really does think deeply about how people are emotionally affected with something. Whereas I am just trying to get to the understanding of the, I don't know, I, I overanalyze it. I think it. you are able to process the emotion and you're very empathetic. I think it's actually hard to, it's one thing that's hard to understand about empathy is that empathy is not trying to fix people's problems. Yeah. Empathy is just being there with just someone when they're having it. a problem. And so, yeah. but I feel like it is, if you're a super efficient person, it's very hard not to be like, well, you're having a Why problem. Why can't you just- Here's the fix. You're, well, yeah. I think you're that, sexy when you're smart. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel for me that though, wasn't you, Drew. That was that was for Zoe. Thank you. Uh, oh, you oh, yeah. responded and said, "Oh yeah." Oh, like, Wait, what? No, <laughs> no I'm saying I think I learned all this from Dad. I so I think I picked up that advice from him when we were younger. I don't know if you did, but where the whole just have you tried not being upset? I that's what I do. Oh, hundred. That, that is one of the biggest characteristics that you got from Dad is that it's just about well, this just makes sense because this is the way it is, and uh, so let's move on. Oh, the fun. I just look forward to when we have kids. You, oh, this, this is like the social experiment I have been waiting for my entire adult life <laughs> because sometimes, even like with me with the dogs, like something will happen and, you know, like I've got to clean up my dog's poop or something like that. And Drew will make this whole scene about all oh, this. And I'm like, I cannot wait until you have to change your first diaper and deal with all that. I just, I laugh out. You're like, you're so overly combat all of it. I'm like, I just stepped in dog shit. And that's not okay. And you've spent hours and hours and thousands of dollars to train the dog so that they don't do this. And yet Stewie will walk in, he'll look at you and they'll be like, no, Boop, take that. No, let's, actually, love let's clarify that. <laughs> so Stewie has not had an accident in three months now. Ooh, it's like a construction, uh, construction site where you- A chart, a safety no chart. No accident. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Accident free zone it's for 90, 90 days. days. Exactly. Yeah. But it was, it, there were so many people coming and going from the house and, and there needs to be consistency. I do appreciate that. So I know, you shouldn't have people coming in and out of the house. So I yeah. banned everyone from <laughs> no more the family. House. I do know over the holidays it gets he, hectic for them. He was very he's been very well behaved. Uh, yeah. He has been so cuddly. Yeah. Oh, he's obsessed with you. He Stewie follows you. Zoe so around. Stewie and Zooey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think you I think you FaceTime when I'm not even there around or anything. I would yeah. if he had a phone. Grace, Gracie's hamburger that jerk toy would get a phone. is actually just a phone. Oh yeah. I want, <laughs> back back to you being a dad and changing a diaper. Um, have you with any of the like the nephews or nieces or any, have have you actually changed a diaper? I have changed a diaper way back. I think even before You've we changed. were dating or. No, did you've we, changed Audrey and Juno's. Oh, did I change her? Yeah. It's so I've been a little. It's yeah. easy. And if you love the baby, you don't care. No, it's actually you won't easy. Care. You, you really won't care. You'll be like, not like you're changing diaper to touch poop, but you're t- changing the diaper oh, so yeah. that the baby gets clean. And but they're no so happy. No one's they're like saying so they happy don't. when you look at the little baby once they get the new diaper and they're so happy. And the smell so of their cute. clean bum. And they're so happy when they pee in your face. As an adult, I can relate. That only happens (laughs) like when they're really little. But it's fine. That's only little boys. And when they're really little, you'll take the diaper off and they'll be like, (laughs) I've heard a lot of horror stories. Like you're in line at the grocery store and then they just have one of those explosive moments and it goes right up their back and it's all over you and there's nothing you can do. That So first of all, there are some really cool um, like alternatives to cloth or Regular, regular diapers that have like these sheets like you put in and they have like a reusable kind of cover. They have, like, oh, okay. Little, so there are a lot of, there are a lot of different like eco-friendly things yeah. you can do. I think yeah. we're lucky That's now with wear. all the options we have. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Jonathan still wears those to this yeah. day when he's on the construction oh, site. <laughs> yeah. Well, when she's not shaving my back. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I love how now I'm the diaper wearing uh, back hair. It's going to get worse. Man. This is my pet peeve with Jonathan. On a daily basis, and I'm not joking, on a daily basis, I have to say, your fly's down. Do up your zipper. Jonathan, oh my your God, fly, my fly is, is down. Fly is down. down. <laughs> Literally every day. It's because he has this stupid routine when he goes to use uh, the toilet, when he has to go pee. He has this dumb routine that he doesn't want to get his um, dirty hands on his zipper and his belt. And so half the time he walks out of there with his fly so down. When I, when I go to the restroom... I wash my hands. He washes his hands before touching anything. Before he touches anything. So you know, maybe you wash your hands yeah. again, right? Yeah. Well, what like when you buckle up and and all that stuff? Like that's after the, you've already. At, yes, after you of course. Go, you wash, right? So you see, when you <laughs> hold your penis while you're going pee, <laughs> and then you don't want to shake someone's hand because you have Truth. penis you hand. Wash. So I wash my hands. At, oh, before you before zip up. zipping. I understand. Up. I thought you said that you got in the bathroom and before you went potty. You, I'm a grown man, so I don't go potty. <laughs> I like to clarify. Grown men go, just go just uh, for before for a moment. You go to the bathroom. You wash your hands? Because that would be the equivalent of getting dressed in the morning. So do you wash your hands before dressing in the morning? I, I'm just going to clarify this because I have a feeling Jonathan's going home single after this. Um, so you want, you have clean hands before you go use the bathroom. And then after you pee, you do wash well, your hands again. Yes. Well, okay. okay, good. That, that's all I wanted to so, know. That's but why. if you're so worried about that, then you should wash your hands before you go potty as well. Or invent something. This is a very great opportunity. Invent something that automatically zips up your zipper. That sounds Ouch. dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know about that. So here's a, a question for you though too with your allergies. You have mm-hmm. asthma. Mm-hmm. Um, as an actress and a singer, yeah. I mean, those are two of the things yeah. in the world you need your voice the most for. I know. How does so, that affect you? I once had to spend a week in fake snow on a set and I... Does that sound weird? <laughs> no, I was, I was just thinking, what movie would I that be? I don't know. What movie? Hmm. hmm. I don't Elf? know. It was Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Darn it. They were like covered with green screens and we, they had this like, and they were like, it's non-toxic, but it was like paper. And mm. so it was like breathing in the paper. And for Ew. me, that's like, Ugh. I can't Yeah, hey, I had a brilliant idea. <laughs> Tell me if you think this is a brilliant idea. Invention, like you're saying, comes out of necessity. Sometimes, like when you're on the road for shows, yeah. you're like, "Oh, she's got to bring like a whole I have air to bring filter." A suitcase full of air filter. So here, really, a rolly bag that That's has the air filter hepper, built hepper in. Filter in it. You just wheel it in, unpack your clothes, plug her in. If someone mm. will take that idea and make it happen, it will be Linda. Honestly, the mm. air filter. I think that's like the. I mean, it's like life changing if you have yeah. a good air filter. So tell me this: with your two. Like two sides to your career, yeah. singing, mm-hmm. music, and then also um, acting. Mm-hmm. What, where did you start? Were you on one side or the other? And, and what do you get more pleasure out of? I started out doing, I mean, as a kid, I did musical theater. I took piano. I 
started writing music when I was pretty young. I was in bands and I was always kind of doing all of it. So the one thing that I didn't really end up doing is musical theater as a career, which was kind of like my goal Hmm. as a kid. I'm sure in another life I would have done it, but. I have a philosophy that no matter how hard you plan, you will never, ever figure out where you're going to be. You 100% thought you would be a magician through and through, nothing else. That was what your plan was. Watch out, David Copperfield. I don't even know where I'm going to be next week. Yeah. (laughs) I don't remember where I was last week. What what, what was it you thought you were going to do when you were a little kid? So many things. Fashion designer. Forensic scientist. Um, Forensic but, fashion designer. Wait, no, yeah. how, how would you and be- then I realized I sucked at math and science and I can't stomach blood. Yeah, so exactly. there goes that. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to be, well, aside from the, like the flower man days and stuff that Jonathan wanted, I want to be a cowboy. And then I thought well, I want to be a basketball coach. I want to just want to be a coach. I no, love you sports. wanted to play in the NBA. Dr- I did, yeah. Drew was like all set to be like an NBA great. And then you're... Pulled a hamstring or something and got bad. Well, I know I just wasn't good enough. Uh, there's that. But uh, <laughs> so in your um, early acting days until now, I mean, you've been in, in this industry for a long time since ver- I was 16, 17. Yeah. So of all the roles that you've played throughout your career, which was the most fun for you to play? Um, I really loved um, uh, my part on New Girl, Jess, just because I'd never done a long running show before. I'd just done movies and it was always great. I love doing movies too, but it's nice to be able to play the same character and kind of explore all aspects of the character. And also I love doing broad comedy. So it was really fun to get to do that kind of silly stuff every week. And how many seasons did you do? Seven. Yeah. Seven seasons. We had Lamorne on the podcast. And I I thank you for giving us the dirt about Ferguson. He doesn't like Ferguson. No, he loves Ferguson. Oh, he does? Yeah, but he, he didn't, didn't like him at yeah. first. Hate. Yeah. Well, so that was the thing was the only person who was not excited about the cat was Lamar. And he was like, I don't, that yeah, would be me. I don't really know. <laughs> and it could sense his fear. And he said yeah. every day he would go home with new claw marks. But uh, in the end, they fought it out and they became friends. That cat is so cute. I love that cat. And I was always like, can I hold the cat? And they're like, no, <laughs> you can't. So- yeah, a lot of the roles that, you, that you've played and that you've dove into, and even like Elf, it's one of our favorite films. I mean, do you like playing comedy or do you like playing drama more? Well, I like doing both. Um, I mean, I would say like if I were taking a television show, I, I prefer to do comedy like day in and day out just because it's, you know, when you go home at night, you're laughing and, you know, sometimes you do a, a drama and it could be something, you know, serious subject matter and it's hard to shake it off. Mm-hmm. I, I I always had a hard time shaking it off. I, there's this movie I did when I was like 21 called All the Real Girls. That's like one of my favorite movies I've ever done. And um, it was just such a fun, magical experience with this director, David Gordon Green, who's an amazing director. And those things stick with you, you know, when you have an experience that's really kind of transcendent. Like how about like epic things like an offspring music video? That was fun. What, what did you do in that? I played like I didn't a, know this. Oh, you didn't Even know? I didn't know this. Yeah. Learning something new. I played like a Run Lola Run type rebellious kind of teenager. What song is it? It was called She's Got Issues. Oh, it's like I'm supposed to be kind of paranoid, I think, because like everything turns into these weird cartoons. And actually the directors, Dayton Ferris, they went on to be like really big movie directors. Mm. They did Little Miss Sunshine. They're cool. Like, Amazing. Yeah. It all what goes around. And comes when it comes around. to writing music, how, yes. do you, how do you get into the headspace? Or is it just like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, I got to write this down? It's uh, For me, I, it's actually like I need time. Like I like to have like three days with nothing to do. That's why it's sometimes hard for me to schedule time to write music because because like I like to have not three through that's a real luxury but like I like to have time to just kind of like kick around and think about because I write music and lyrics at the same time so I I like it to kind of all come together at once but I kind of need like a lot of creative space to mm. to do it um, I always I, wondered what came first, like the lyrics or the music. Totally or- depends on the songwriter and like a lot of people co-write, a lot of people, you know, the songwriter writes the music and then, or vice versa. Yeah. For she and him, you write the music for she and I him. I write the music for she and him. And yeah. Cause yeah. that was the, so a lot of this was new, like when we first met. And the funny thing is I remember hearing she and him songs on the radio or, you know, at a restaurant or wherever I am. And I never knew that was you. 
Oh, I, that's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's and so then all it's like when somebody. How could points, you not? There's no other voice. Yeah, the voice <laughs> is so sounds- unique. <laughs> I just, I just didn't. It's the same with New Girl. I had never seen New Girl until we started dating, which, by the way, I finished the series yesterday. Oh, nice. that's love. True love is driving five hours only to see your love for one, or that's the airport reference, or uh, watching their whole show. And actually, you, you've watched Property Brothers. No, Wait, yeah, I watch had every season of. I've not. That would be every- true. True. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> yeah. a- hours. That's, that's clingy. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd be like, oh, weird. Stage yeah. five clingy. But well, I liked the show before I met you guys, and always enjoyed watching it. And then, like after we started dating, I'm like, is it weird that I still like to watch this show? <laughs> so like. That's what, if I'm yes. on a plane and there's like a Property Brothers mayor that I'm going to watch, that's what I'm going to watch. And that's, that's why what I would love you. You're Honestly, nicer than I am. That's what I would have watched before I met you guys. And it wasn't even like I was like, it's so weird because when I met, like I, I just liked the show. I wasn't like creeping on you or anything. Sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have complained either way. I didn't know I was creeping on you. Jonathan, did I tell you that she would send me weird stalkery Twitter posts? Somebody, one of you guys, and I don't remember who it was, one of you guys messaged or like tweeted I, me or I something. said a smart, I said like a smart kind of comment and then you responded to something like that. With Self-proclaimed smart comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of I was course. Like, no, and I remember being smart like, ass. oh my God, I was like, one of the property brothers tweeted me. Yeah, like, and block. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the perfect way to wrap up this conversation, though, would be for the four of us to sing some sort of song. Oh, okay. no, I knew you were going to say dun, that. Dun, That's dun. not fair. Come on. Alanis. How about... Alanis? Okay, actually... I want you to know. <laughs> this is, like, not the song you want to hear four people sing. <laughs> Has Jonathan ever told you that what we our, our first couple of songs were that we sang when we had our we started our band? Uh-huh. Did he tell you about that? That you guys were like, we're so good looking, we should be in a band. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Western Union, it was called. And uh, our first songs were, so, Mr. Big, to be with you. I'm the one who wants to be with you. Ah, stereo. <laughs> and then, what was the, uh, was it Boys to Men or what was that other one? Boys uh, to all, Men. All for, no. Was it, throw your clothes yes, yes. on the, the floor. floor. And I'm, I'm gonna, gonna take nope. my clothes that, that off one. too. No. <laughs> I make plans to just. What would what would be a, what would be a song? I will do anything. <laughs> We've lost her. I think her headphones are. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're all the same generation. The same we're, old. We're all the same generation. Generation. Mi- we're micro generation. We're a micro generation. Uh, we're a micro generation. If we had to say for the four of us, the song. Bringing back something from our oh childhood. Who knows, but what would that but be? Linda's a 90s also, song? You're a little song? bit younger. Yeah, she's 35. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mine would be Genuine's but Pony. You're still <laughs> you're still in the micro generation though. So, because I'm 40, you guys are 41? Yep. You're well, still- t- today we're 42. Okay. Is this if you're horny. Oh, yeah. I'm horny. Yeah, if you're horny, <laughs> let's do it. Ride it. My pony. My saddles. Waiting, coming, jump Wait, on it. Are they actually talking about something equestrian? No, they're, they're talking yeah, about they're quilting. they're talking about being a pony. Well, thanks so much for coming in and note. sitting down <laughs> and jumping on it. Uh, wait, that just sounded weird. <laughs> what happened here? Thanks for coming to join this us. This really spiral <laughs> yeah, we may not, We not, may not be back. <laughs> By the way, though, thank you for making me Yorkshire pudding, even though it didn't work Aww. out for my birthday. I love you. Love you. We'll try again. No, you'll. No, I'll try again. You, you gotta. But you always make me Yorkshire, and it's always perfect. I so know. what happened? What happened was I followed a recipe, and I don't usually. All right. And I tried following this recipe. I don't blame the recipe. I blame my interpretation. Or or maybe it was the flour, like we said. Was it like mm. a gluten-free flour? No. So it was full gluten, full <laughs> full all the bad stuff. And maybe that's why it didn't work. Because I'm not used to making it like that anymore. Maybe. it's always I would have still eaten it, but I know you didn't want to mm, poison me. 
no, I don't want to have to deal with you being on the toilet all night. Thanks. <laughs> you already do that every night. Don't back that thing up. Yeah, it was just, it was funny the way it turned out. Yeah. Um, but I have leftover batter, so I'm going to try to salvage the batter and make crepes tomorrow morning. Ooh. Well, that still works for me. So then it's like you're extending my birthday. So today was an amazing day with you, even though I worked the whole morning. But this evening and then in the morning, I get to have crepes for breakfast. Mmm, the crepe escape. But you realize I fly what? out. I fly out in the morning at. I head to the airport at six. You're actually going to get up. You're at on like your five. own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'd say. Uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see how late we actually puzzle tonight because we keep saying we'll go to bed early, but it never happens. And then we look at that puzzle we oh want to finish. Gosh. We're so close. I think we'll finish it tonight. I think so. We've said that the last three nights in a row. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for hanging out with us, guys. It really was a lot of fun actually sitting down and digging deeper with Zoe and Jonathan. I mean, Jonathan's my brother. I've known him my whole really? life. We shared a womb together, but there are still little stories and things every now and then that he says that I didn't really know or seeing mm -hmm. from his perspective, which is kind of fun. So. Yeah. What's your one birthday wish? My one birthday wish is honestly just to get a little bit more downtime not working so I can spend it with you. Hmm. I can I can make Louis, that wish come true. I'm not done. Oh, okay. With you making me crepes and Yorkshire pudding. I mm. I liked it before. <laughs> <laughs> What's your one birthday wish? Mm. Even though your birthday was over a week ago. You always know my wish, or like my wish is always the same. Me naked with whipping cream all over my body. No, no, no. I don't need to wish for that. I just say Drew. <laughs> and I whip. walk in. Yeah, Drew whip. It. whip. <laughs> drool whip. You don't need cool whip. You got drool whip. Drool whip. Yeah. Well, why don't we cut things off here so we can go puzzle and drool whip. Ooh, it sounds sexy. <laughs> and now we want to share a phone call conversation we had with Min Fan from Los Angeles. Porridge and Pops is her restaurant. She's an amazing chef. And I really loved hearing from her about how she's supporting her community. Yeah, we're so appreciative that she took the time out of her crazy busy schedule. She she called from her restaurant actually. Um, and they've been providing meals. Anyway, you'll you'll hear in our chat all the amazing things she's doing, and she has a positive message for everyone. We're so busy. I don't know what's going on. Are you guys busy? We yeah. are, but I mean, we're literally when when we ordered food from you last week, I was like, what can I what can I bring her? And then I was like, shoot, I don't want like what if it's contaminated with like my stuff? Like I don't, I have nothing to give. I'm like, what can we make? Like what? talent yeah. do I have to offer? We have offer. different people we know who are making masks or like yourself, we're still supplying meals for people. And so we're still trying to find our groove and how we can um, contribute as well during this time. You guys are doing it. Like just staying happy, staying healthy and just being really fearless is really important. I think I, um, yeah, it's just, it's so hard out there, you know? And it's just, I feel like all we can do is just be fearless and not afraid. I think yeah. that's the hardest thing. And just being really healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Now from your perspective, so you're, you're, uh, you have own porridge and puffs and your food is delicious. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing to give back. Um, well, first and foremost, we're feeding our customers who we love, but that's for us because that gives us like mental clarity. It keeps us creative. It keeps us busy. It keeps me working is my saving grace. I'm one of those people. If I don't work, I go miserable. Like we were like shut down for three days <laughs> and it's just, I, I was kind of going crazy and I got really mad at my spouse and my kid. I'm just a miserable person, miserable person when I don't work. So I, and I feel like our team feels a little bit of the same way. So we are really privileged and blessed to get to go to work um, and mm -hmm. do it safely. Yeah. And then I think uh, right now we're not really, even though everyone's crunching numbers, I think I'm just kind of like, letting it slide. We've had a really, we've been very, very frugal. You know, mm -hmm. I'm an immigrant. Um, so we've been really, we opened the restaurant ourselves. So we have no investors to pay back. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe like two fairy godmothers, one of them being my mother. So there's not that extra pressure. The only pressure I have is to make sure my team's happy, mm -hmm. um, that my team's getting paid and that they're healthy and that they're creative and, you know, that they want to come to work and they're safe. So that's mm -hmm. the only obligation we have right now. So I think with that, we have a little bit of leeway to 
our mission's different. Our mission, of course, we need to make money to be sustainable, but our mission has always been first and foremost to serve people. And I think that changes things a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. When I, when all this came down, I'm like, what's our mission? Our mission is to keep our team safe and happy and then to serve the community. And that's it. And because it's such an easy mission, it's very easy for us to keep. And then that mission of the community changes every day. Sometimes it's servicing farmers. Sometimes it's servicing Right now, there's a need to service frontliners because they're out every day. They're tired. They're overworked. They don't get mm -hmm. to go home and see their own families. And I think giving them a little respite is something that we all can be doing. Um, there are at least three organizations that are out there. Well, we're working with three of them. So we know at least there's three out there. We also mm -hmm. have our own program on our site for smaller, like when it's, when it's 50 or more logistically, it's really hard for us because we don't deliver. I mm -hmm. don't let our team anywhere near our hospital. Um, we're supportive, but by keeping ourselves healthy, I think it's yeah. better. So we yeah. really make sure there's a, it's a program where logistically it's someone who can take a little bit more risk than we can. Like our team members are on lockdown. Like they can't yeah. go yeah. anywhere outside of our restaurant. Yeah. Um, but the three per the three organizations are um, Comfort Food 2020, which is Joel McHale, um, Dine One One, which is a really awesome group. They've been very active. They've been they've done a lot. They do. I want to say they do like 400 meals a day now. Oh, wow. um, they're really awesome. And then the third one, it's called Frontline Foods. So they're on Instagram. Okay. So they help. Um, they pick up and deliver and they also help with logistically the paperwork mm -hmm. um it's a lot of paperwork for us to fill out and for mm -hmm. us to come and go because there there needs to be a chain of supply it's just like everything else you like you can't just donate something mm -hmm. it has to make sure that it's health food you know it's health code standard yeah. um you need to list the ingredients it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're feeding the public. It's really important. It's just, it's not like I'm giving you something to try and be like, yeah, cool. You have to really be responsible. And, yeah. you know, if there's allergies, you can track it back. Yeah. So those are logistics that no one thinks about. You can't just go to a hospital, but like, here's a hundred meals. It's yeah. like you have to print a menu. You have to print nutritional value. You have to print ingredients. Um, and there's mm -hmm. people who can help with that a little bit. And Everyone has dietary restrictions, so there's an organization that will gather that information for us and be mm. like, I have eight vegans, I have two allergies, and that's and then they deliver it. So support well, those organizations and any organization. I know that the Parks Finest is doing their own thing, and they're amazing. Um, so every, I think a lot of restaurants that are open are doing something really awesome. I know that um, the Mozza Group and okay. now Squirrel's taken over for – restaurant worker relief. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that's really important to us. Um, it doesn't affect us directly because our, our team is, they're all employed. Um, but I know a lot of restaurant workers who are not employed. Yeah. yeah. So if there's a way for the public, in addition to staying at home to help out in this regard, how, what would you say is the best way to help? I think it's different for everyone. Money is really, if you can afford to help one of these organizations or do it by us, it's great. We, um, we have this set meal called the gold. Mm -hmm. um, it's $25 to $30. Every $5 of it goes towards buying a meal um, for a frontliner. We've actually expanded our definition a little bit because, because being who we are, we feel like um, our community is also people who feed kids. Um, we have organizations that we work with who are feeding kids. Kids yeah. are not going to school. So they're not getting their daily school lunches and their hot meals. Um, and there's, there are organizations who are helping with that. There's like the lunch program. There's like federal programs. And then there's just people doing it from the school um, next door yeah. to us. So we want to make sure mm. they're taken care of and they're healthy. Um, so those are places that don't ex have exact places to donate. And so we kind of try to take care of that. Um, we have a lot of, um, there is a homeless problem in LA right now, um, as people may know. And I think that's something that's being ignored. It's really hard. It's hard for all of us to process everything. Um, but there are a lot of frontliners going out and helping with the homeless situation. And I feel like they deserve a meal. So when we can, we will give a unit, 10 to 15 people, and we'll donate those meals. Well, that's great. Amazing. Yeah. I think one thing that's important too for everyone uh, listening as well is, is that, 
another way that you can support is to continue to order from restaurants um, because you're helping support um, businesses. There are a lot of small businesses. This is a really, really rough time for them. So just like in your business, you're helping everyone else. We can help you in that way as well. And then also to spread the word, like you're saying, if there's donating any money to these causes, um, we've been donating to give meals to kids because there are a lot of kids that did rely on the the meals that they would get at school. Mm -hmm. And now they're not getting that. Um, so, and also giving back to first responders. I think that's amazing. I mean, these are people putting their lives on the line to make sure that we stay safe. Yeah. And I think you nailed it. I think keeping us sustainable, um, is really important because I don't think people are making the connection that we're, we're the frontliners to feeding Mm -hmm. people. Yes. Um, and grocery store workers, right? Like there's so many people who are risking their lives every day and making masks. Awesome. We love it. We've been getting, um, Quite a few awesome masks in. They're pretty awesome. At first, we were like, you know, we don't like disposable. So we made ones that had a little insert so we can insert something to reuse. Mm -hmm. But now we have enough and we've, you know, we put a call out to friends and we have enough where we can wash it. You know, like we have five for each one of us and we can wash them just like our headbands and our clothes and then each day. So they're very cool, you guys. Uh, What else can, what else can you guys do? Stay safe. I think just stay healthy and call us, write notes to us, yeah. um, but take care of those around you. I think that's really mm. important. Yeah. So how are you, other than working, how else are you keeping sane? Yeah. And taking really care of yourself. I you guys. I know my, <laughs> my partner's an academic, so he's teaching from home. He's like the king of Zoom now. And then we have a kid who's in college who, the weirdest story is she's taking his class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's, and, you know, which I think there's some ethical issues there now that I think about it. But he she, she, she knows she's getting an A. That's what it is. Well, I don't know. I think you you would be harder well, on your own kids. Maybe. Well, that's exactly it. And the thing is, like, he's Jewish. He's not even Asian, but he's totally rougher on her. But I think he has, he's, he's known as an easy A professor. Um, people <laughs> take his class to get their GPA up. But he's threatened to fail her three times. Oh, wow. So it's because she's like, I'm triaging what class really matters. He's like, (laughs) my class doesn't matter. And she's like, well, you don't require anything. I'm like, and he's like, no, I'm requiring you guys to think for yourself and to decide what you think is important. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just not going to work. There's still What kind of class is it? It's an anthropology class. Okay. Mm. So it's really fun. Yeah. So it's kind of seeing that dynamic a little bit. Um. So you've rubbed off on us a little bit, though, because we've been doing more cooking at home. And so, you know, if you're looking for any new chefs, just so you know, um, I just made Linda lunch and it was a toasted tuna sandwich with uh, pickles and capers. That's 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 as fancy as I get. The the food that you guys make is what keeps a lot of people happy and positive. I mean, we, we still like you're saying, too, we all want to be healthy at home. And a big part of that is making sure we're getting the right nutrition. And. Uh, so thank you for filling our bellies with goodness. You well, guys, thanks, thanks so much for taking time to chat with yeah, us. Thank you. Same here. Be safe. You be too. fearless. Too. Tell people to be fearless. We will. Why are fearless they so, like what you. are they so afraid of? As, well, as an immigrant, I'm like, there's a lot of things that are so much worse than this, you guys. So just, well, I think, I, okay. I mean, my, my feeling is obviously this is a very serious time um, and, and people should take it seriously with isolation. However, we to get through this, we all really need to be positive and we need to encourage each other and anybody who's at home by themselves that doesn't have someone that they're with, um, you know, staying in touch because I think that positivity will drive us all through this. Yeah, exactly. If you're home alone, wait, maybe we can do like a little cooking session for that. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That would be fancy. Yeah, yeah, let's let's chat after this. Yeah, yeah, you guys <laughs> let me know. You guys are the best. Nice Stay to see you. You're awesome. Thank Thanks you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Remember, we want your feedback. Uh, one great way to give feedback is five stars and comments on Apple Podcasts. Hint, 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 hint. Oh my gosh, that's annoying. Is it? <laughs> and also, you can send us an email, feedback at athomepodcast.net. And did you say Instagram? You can hit oh, us yeah. up on Instagram, at um, home. Yeah, at, at home. And you can also shout it from the top of a mountain. Yes. If you happen to be yodeling on the top of a mountain, then just turn that yodel into Yelehu Drew and Linda.
We love your podcast. We want you to. We may not hear it, but we'll feel it. We'll feel it. We'll know it. (laughs) And uh, thank you to our podcast producer, Brandon Angelino and Annalie Bell, our researcher. And Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson for our awesome show jingle. Feels like home. And a big, big thank you to the treatment I got on my birthday. My birthday from Linda, the love of my life. A big thank you to you for being born. On this day. 42 years ago. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like 4,200 years ago. That is, feels that way sometimes. <laughs> I'm going to tuck myself into bed with warm milk and Werther's Originals. Ooh. Do you That's have, not far off. <laughs> do you have Murder, She Wrote that I can watch on the Teletube? <laughs> the Teletube? I'm trying to think of anything older that I can talk about. I'll pop my teeth in a jar <laughs> and I'll... And add that fizzy water in it. Yes. And then accidentally drink it in the morning. I've done that. (laughs) Good night, everybody. It's been a blast. Love you. Love you. ADT (laughs) now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. (laughs) Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm -hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.